Uh, okay, so uh, we're continuing in the first parak. Hopefully today we'll finish the first parak of the Maral in Netzach Yisrael. We're on Daf Yud Aleph in the Sefer. I think it's on um, on the uh, the downloading uh, the the file that I sent out. I think it's page forty three of the file. Just to review, we're in the paragraph It's on the left side. Just to review what the Maral is talking about. The Maral said in. On Tuesday, when we learned, we started it, he began his Sefer by describing that this Sefer is to talk about Geula, redemption, Mashiach, that's the main focus of the Sefer. But he said, we have to first talk about Golis, and the Churban of the Beis HaMikdash, and he said this for two reasons. First of all, you can only appreciate redemption when you've experienced exile. So just practically, you could only appreciate the sunrise when you've gone through the sunset. That's the first reason. So we're going to talk about Golis, because then you'll fully appreciate Gula. Like I said last time, it's similar to the premise in the Gemara that you're supposed to, there's a mitzvah to see a non-Jewish king, so that when Mashiach comes, you'll then appreciate Mashiach, because you'll have seen royalty, and now you'll see real, real royalty. Okay, that's the first reason. But then says the Maral, there's a much deeper reason, and that is, Golis itself is the greatest indication of the inevitability of Gula. What do I mean? When you analyze how unnatural Golis is, and how, how it's not normal, then you'll realize how normalcy must come. Hashem made the world in such a way that there are laws of nature. And while those laws of nature maybe can be suspended for a short period of time, they cannot be suspended forever. And he said, when you analyze Golis, you'll realize how the laws of nature are being broken. And therefore, while it's still happening, and it's been happening for 2,000 years, by its very nature, it's fleeting. And it cannot last forever, because Hashem would not create the world and then break the rules of nature. He might temporarily suspend it, but He won't do it forever. And He described two ways that Golis is unnatural, and we're about to go on to the third. The first two ways that Golis is unnatural is that Maral said that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in such a way that every person and every animal has their own habitat. They have their own place. For an animal or for a human being or a nation to be outside of their home is unnatural. And the home of Klal Yisrael, the habitat of Klal Yisrael is Eretz Yisrael. And therefore the fact that Klal Yisrael is outside of Eretz Yisrael is Kenegeteva. And therefore by its nature... At some point, Klal Yisrael will go back home. The second aspect of Golis that's unnatural, said the Maral, is the fact that we're dispersed. The fact that Klal Yisrael are united as one nation, meaning we have one neshama, one ideology, one religion, it would make sense, and it's the laws of nature, that animals travel in packs. And therefore, Klal Yisrael should be physically together. The fact that Klal Yisrael is dispersed throughout the whole world and not concentrated in one area is an unnatural thing. And therefore, like he said, all unnatural things must end at some point. Now, says the Maral, there's a third aspect of Golis that's also unnatural. Va'oid, this is Daf Yud Aleph. Va'oid, kilifi seder based on the rules of nature, ein ruya shetuya uma mishubedes ba'acheres lahakbid ololeha. It does not make sense that there should be slavery. The concept that there should be a nation that is controlling another nation is unnatural. Hashem created each nation on their own to be in their own control. Slavery is something that is very unnatural. As I said last time, if you want to know what's natural and what's instinctual, look at the animals. Because they're just as Hashem made them in the beginning of time. 
And animals do not have, they might destroy each other, but you don't have a concept, to my knowledge, that you'll have one animal type being controlled by another animal type. It's, it's not done. It's not the way Hashem created the world. And even, even, let's say, slavery in America, that was a very unhealthy, unnatural existence. And they're still suffering from it. But it's a very unnatural thing that, that the white American should control black people. Why? Because there are slaves. Why? It, it, it's not, that's not the way Hashem created the world. A, a people should not be subjugating another people. And he says, now I, there's one kasha. We know that when Mashiach comes, the Medrash tells us that Klai Yisrael will be in control. And the other nations will serve us. So you see that that's a Metzius. He says, The fact that Klal Yisrael will eventually be in charge and the other nations will serve us, whatever that means. That's different, says the Maral. Why? On the next page, That makes sense. Slavery doesn't make sense because one nation to subjugate another nation, it doesn't make sense because both nations are equal. Uh, so therefore, it didn't make sense that the, the, the black Americans were being in servitude because they weren't worse. They, there was nothing that they did that would warrant that. When Mashiach comes and Klal Yisrael will be revealed to be what they are, that the Neshamas of Klal Yisrael will be revealed, then it actually will make sense. The hierarchy actually will make sense because based on the rights the other nations, there will be a hierarchy, whatever that means. But it's not like this recording is going to get out. But the point is, that's something that will be made, that will make sense. But the concept, without that existence of the times of Mashiach, for one nation to subjugate another is Kenegeteva, and Kalvachoimer, for Klal Yisrael to be subjugated, is also Kenegeteva. But every other nation outside of that experience of when Mashiach comes, but every other nation, for one nation to control another nation, is, is, is against, like I said, it's against the rules of nature, and it doesn't make sense. And as the Maral said last time, for something that's a connected nature to be the forever existence is not something that Hashem would do. And therefore, this possibility for Klal Yisrael to be subjugated forever is not something that Hashem would allow. It's impossible. Because it would be breaking the rules of how Hashem created the world. And therefore, the Maral is now completing his idea. Min hagolus the more you analyze Golis and the more you realize how crazy it is, craziness cannot last forever. And therefore, the Indian of studying Golis is itself the greatest proof of redemption. And the three aspects of how Golis proves redemption is, like I said, Klal Yisrael not having our place, being dispersed amongst the world, even though we're, we're one people, and the fact that we are subjugated by other nations, all of these things are unnatural, and unnatural are by its very nature to be temporary. So then the morale says something beautiful. He says, The morale said, I see this very clearly in a medrash. The medrash says as follows. There's a medrash in Lechacha. The Pasuk says in Lechacha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Avram Avinu, You will surely know, 
Beretz loy lahem, that your children will be going into Golis. Notice how the Pasuk says, Yodoya teda, you shall surely know. Says the Medrash, Yodoya she'ani mefazran, Hashem said to Avram, know that I will disperse them, but teda, know she'ani mekabtsan, I will gather them together. That's one. Yodoya, you should, you will know, she'ani memashkinan, you will know that I will give Klal Yisrael over as a, a mashkin. A mashkin is that, you know, like a collateral. I will give them over as a collateral to the non-Jewish nations. But te'dashani parkan. Know that I will redeem them. And yadaya, you will know, shani meshabdan. I will subjugate them. Te'dashani gayalam. Know I will redeem them. So this is three aspects that Hashem says to Avram. Yadaya te'da. Know I will put them in Golis. No, I will take them into Gula, but there's three of them. Mefazran, Mekabzan, Memashkinan, Parkon, and Meshabdan, Gailan. You already can see where the morale is going to go, that each one alludes to another aspect of Golas, and Yedoya, you will see that aspect of Golas, but from that, Teda, you should know that we will come out. And the morale says, There's an obvious problem with the Medrash, which is, if the purpose of the Medrash is basically saying that Hashem is promising Avram, your children will be in Golis, but they'll come out. So why do I need three examples? Say one. Okay. They'll be, they'll be suffering, but the suffering will end. Well, why is it three of them? They're all just saying basically the same concept. The Maral says the Medish could have just accomplished this with one statement. So why did it have to say three times? If the main purpose of the Medish is basically just promising that Klal Yisrael will have Gula, then just say it once. Why do I have to say three times? But says the Maral, with the Medish is telling us exactly this past point that we had yes, two days ago and today, the words now it's translated as you shall surely know but says the Maral no it's referring to two different knowledges you will know with certainty that is the Golas because that's all something that we've seen you will know in the future that's a promise in the future of redemption the Golas the word Yodoya that's means, that, that means knowledge that you've seen. 100% knowledge, that's the Golis, which we've all seen. But the redemption is Teda. So Yodua, from the Golis itself, and how crazy and unnatural it is, Teda, you know that we will be redeemed. And Teda is in the future. It's something we haven't experienced yet, but Teda, you know that it's coming. And what the Maral says, what this Medrash is telling us is, Min that from the Golis itself, Yudua, from what you've known, the chaos of what you've known, Teda, you will know the future redemption. And each one of these three, not to, you know, I'll say it outside, and then we'll see it inside, each one of these three alludes to a different aspect of Golis that we talked about, of the chaos of Golis, and how each one is itself a proof that it will end. So the first one is Yedua Shanim Fazran. You know that I dispersed the nation Teida Shanim and from the fact that we were dispersed, which is unnatural, know that you will gather together. Because as we said, the dispersion is unnatural. 
as we saw. Because all things that are the same, they should be together. The next one, you know what a mashkin is? A mashkin is that I loaned you money. I take something as collateral. So I take my watch, which is in my home, and I put it in your home. That refers to Klal Yisrael being out of our home, of not having our natural habitat, not having our place. That I place Klal Yisrael. This is the second aspect of Golis that's unnatural, that I placed Klal Yisrael into, into a place that's not their own. And the same way a mashkin, a collateral, is not where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be by its rightful owner. So too, Klal Yisrael should be in their rightful place in Eretz Yisrael. And the last one, so that's the second aspect of Golas, and the last one is, No, I will subjugate them. That's the last aspect of the unnatural aspect of Golas, which is having another nation control us. It doesn't make sense that another nation should be able to control us because who are you to, what did you do to, to just because you have a bigger gun? It doesn't make sense. Go to the next page. Because Hashem is the most orderly one. He created a world of rules. And it doesn't make sense that He would create a world with rules only to break it to punish Klai Yisrael. That doesn't make any sense. And therefore, from the rules itself, you could prove that Gula is coming. Okay, by, by the way, just we'll skip to the next page. It's interesting. I, I, again, I, I'm not saying that this is, is a much bigger parsha, and it's something that you, know, you have to think about. And this was Rav Cook's viewpoint, obviously. Um, many Rabbonim definitely didn't see this. But you sort of see it, that the process before Mashiach comes, I'm not saying Mashiach is obviously not here yet, but you see that these three aspects of Golis have sort of began to come together. Klal Yisrael being out of our place, and now Eretz Yisrael, and Klal Yisrael being dispersed, and now almost the majority of Klal Yisrael are in one country, and Klal Yisrael being subjugated, and now having our own control. It's interesting how all these three things are coming together. Now, that doesn't mean that, that Mashiach's here, and it doesn't mean that the government is the sign of Mashiach. I'm just saying that you, you see that these unnatural things are beginning to end. And ultimately, it will fully end with Mashiach coming. You know, there's a Maisa, uh, Yossi Hach told me that, um, I, don't know if he, I don't think he was there, but he knows someone who was there, that Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, who was very much involved in the creation of Beragola, which was a school for uh, Russian kids. And he made a meeting with a lot of principals when, when the curtain fell and there were Russian kids coming in. A lot of yeshivas in Brooklyn didn't want to take them. So Rav Yaakov got a, a meeting together to try to convince the principals to take these Russian kids. So one principal got up and he said, I know this is disrespectful, but I don't want to take them. And frankly, if other schools take them, it would be a selling point for my school to say that if you want to go to yeshiva with uh, Russians, go there. We, we don't have that. That's what he said. So Rav Yaakov was very upset by this. And Rav Yaakov said, You know, in davening three times a day, you say, That you ask for an ingathering of Golas. 
an ingathering of the Jewish people. So Rav Yaakov said to this principle, what do you think is going to happen? You assume that there's going to be an, uh, an old man on a donkey with a shoifer, and all the Jews are just going to come together. Rav Yaakov said, maybe it'll be a little different. Maybe what's going to happen is Hashem is going to hear us davening, that we want an ingathering of all the Jews, and Hashem is going to say, well, let's, let's send you some. I'll send you some Jews from Russia, and let's see what you do with them. If you're so interested in Kibbutz Goliath, then uh, you should be very happy to take them. And says of Yaakov, if we're given an opportunity for the end of this Golis to sort of experience a little bit of what it's going to be like, if you're given that opportunity and then you, uh, you refuse it, then Rav Yaakov says, so who says you're going to see the ultimate Gula? And that's sort of, you're seeing these three things sort of coming together. So says the Maral something beautiful. This is in Daf Tesvav. Bechol Zetovin, and says the Maral, he says, Imam says something amazing. And this you'll understand, Kiloshen Golo Vigoal, that the word Golo, which is exile, and Gol, redemption, Oisi Yishneim Shavas, they're the same letters. Now, they're not exactly the same letters, because one is an Aleph and one is a He. But if you look in Maramakim number 48, uh, Rav Hartman says that throughout the rules of Maral, it's the rules of Dikduk, the, word, the letter Aleph and He are interchangeable. So you have the word Goal, which is redemption, and Gola, which is exile, with the same letters. Now what's the difference? The difference is that the word Gaul has an Aleph in the middle. I'll say this outside, we'll see it inside. The Aleph symbolizes all the components coming to that singularity in the center. That is the, that symbolizes Gaal, redemption, is when all of Klal Yisrael, throughout the whole world, come to that center point. Come to Eretz Yisrael in that center point of the universe. But what's Gola? Gola, exile, is the same letters, Gimel Lamed, but instead of an Aleph, it's a He. You know what He means? All four directions and the center. So Goal, which is all of Klal Yisrael in that center point, what we're experiencing right now is Gola, which is all of Klal Yisrael dispersed. Five is up, down, left, and right, and the center. So right now, Klal Yisrael, all five points, but what Hashem is going to do is He's going to take that Gola and He's going to bring it and turn it into Goal, taking those five points and making it one. That singularity of all of Klal Yisrael together. No more dispersion, no more other parts, but just that single dot. And he says, Goal redemption is all those five points, the four points, being brought back to that center point which is symbolizing Hashem uniting all the aspects of Klal Yisrael. And ever we know that everything starts in that center point. And therefore, Gaal is Hashem taking Gala, which is the five points, which is the center and up, down, left and right, and bringing it to that center point, turning into an Aleph, which is the redemption of Klal Yisrael, all back to that one sphere in the center of the universe. And therefore the letter Aleph, which symbolizes the oneness of Klal Yisrael, will be in the center of the word. But Gala, which is exile, notice how the He is in the outside, it's not even in the center at all. And the He symbolizes that center point with 
the four directions. So Klai Yisrael, instead of being in the center point, are dispersed throughout the whole world. That's Golo, that's exile. Shadover shu mefuzer, hu mefuzer mekol shetach, shu koi la'abaruch ha'zagam be'emtze. Av she'emtzoi e'noi pizer. Dover zem ashiyesh be'emtzoi bahoyris ki nishu b'yisol koyach achdes v'kibbutz. But this is very beautiful. Golo right now exile is Klai Yisrael dispersed throughout the whole world. But says the Maral, even while we're dispersed, it's not lost. The ability for us to come together is still there. What do I mean? You see, redemption is symbolized by an aleph, that in that center point, that oneness of Klal Yisrael in the center of the word. Right now we're gala. What is a hey? That's the, what separates the aleph of ga'al and the gala is the hey. What is a hey? So on the bottom they explain this from the Maral in Derechaim, but it's very beautiful. If you picture a hey, it's a dalid with a yud on the bottom left. That's what a hey is. A hey is a dalid with a yud. You know what that means? Hey, which is exile, is dalid, is klal Yisrael, dispersed, but still having that yud there. You see, the yud is that center point, that you know, that singularity of klal Yisrael. Even while we're dispersed, it's not just dalid. You see, when you take something and you just spread it throughout the whole world, it's gone. That's dalid. We're not dalid right now. We're dalid with a yud. Even while we're dispersed, there's like a string attaching us to that center point that will retrieve us back. So says the Maral, right now, we're Gola. But even while we're Gola, even while we're in exile, it's not just like Hashem just threw us to the whole four corners of the world without ever having a chance of us coming back. Even while we're dispersed, it's not Golad, it's not a Dalid. It's a Dalid with a Yud. That Yud is like that, it's like, a, it's like that anchor that is attached by rope to all the four corners of the world that's going to pull it back, turning that gola to agaal. So says the Maral, ki nishir koyach achdes v'kibbutz, that even while we're in exile and Hashem disperses throughout the whole world, Hashem didn't just cut the string and just let us go, God forbid. The, the potential for redemption is still there. And therefore, and that's why the word Gola and Gala are the same, but just one has an Aleph in the center, and one is a He in the end. And in the bottom, in Maramakim number 57, if you want to see it, he describes how the letter He is, like I said, it's a Dalid, it's a Dalid, which symbolizes all four corners of the world, but with a Yud, anchoring it, and giving it the potential to being brought back. So even while in Golis, we have the opportunity and the ability to be redeemed. Now let's end with this, just because it's a hard stop at 1.30. Go to the next page, Daf Yud Zayin. The Maral explains this concept, that even while we're in Golis, even while we're in that Dalid, there's still that Yud anchoring us, giving us the potential to come back, that the way the Maral describes it is the potential of unity the potential of singularity of Klal Yisrael, that Klal Yisrael can still, can still has the opportunity to become that Aleph again. So it's not a full Aleph, it's just a Yud, but it's still there, it's still possible. So it says the Maral something amazing. Right, we all know this Medrash. 
that anyone who's been to Eretz Yisrael, I'll tell you very quickly, I was uh, one of the nights in Eretz Yisrael, we were, um, we, uh, Motzei Shabbos, we paid a shiva call to one of the Ethiopian soldiers. He was one of the people killed. One of the soldiers killed was an Ethiopian uh, Yid. And we went to pay a shiva call to the family in Gilo. That's an amazing experience. It's not for now, but Mamish, uh, amazing seeing them. Talking to the parents, talking to the rabbi. So the driver took us to Gilo. I don't, I don't know these areas very well. So afterwards, we said, I think we're going to go back to the hotel or back to the apartment, whatever it was. And the driver said, you know, you're four minutes from Mama Rachel. How do you not stop by the mother? That's what he said. So we're like, okay. So we went back. So we all know the Medrash, that Rachel Imenu is buried on the road. Why? So it says the Medrash, Safa Shagali is a Sidis Lavajam, that Yaakovinu saw that the Golis, that when Klal Yisrael are being sent out to Golis, they're going to pass by Beis Lechem, they're going to pass by Rochel Imenu, the cover Sham Rachmim and we're buried, and they buried Rochel there in order for Rochel to be able to daven for us. So he says, you know something amazing? I'll sort of say this part outside because, like I said, I want to stop at 130. We know that Klal Yisrael are called the children of Rachel Imenu. While Rachel Imenu was only one of the mothers, were called her children. Klal Yisrael, Haben Lak Yaker Ephraim. We're called Ephraim. Ephraim was the son of Rachel Imenu. Rachel Imenu is considered the mother of Klal Yisrael. More than that, Rachel Imenu is considered the house of Yaakov Avinu. Ha'isha Tikra Bayis. You know what the house does? A house unites and brings everything together. Rachel Imenu was that ability to be Ma'achid Klal Yisrael. Rachel Imenu was the ability that within Yaakov Avinu's house, with all the Shvatim, and with all the wives, and with all the chaos, the ability to bring it together, to make it one, was Rachel Imenu. So he says, So he says like this, on the last page, the reason why Yaakov buried Rachel Imenu on the road, we said before that Klal Yisrael are dispersed, Gola, we're exiled, we're dispersed throughout the whole world, but even while we're dispersed without the whole world in the four directions, there's still that Yud anchoring Klal Yisrael to give us the ability to come back. If Rochel Imenu, Rochel Imenu is that ability to unite Klal Yisrael, Rochel Imenu is that singularity of Klal Yisrael, she is the house that brings all of Yaakov Avinu's life together, if Rachel Imenu would have been buried in that cave, sort of lost, then that would have been cutting the string. And that would have been the Dalid of just losing everything. Rachel Imenu is that Yud that is the potential to unite Kalal Yisrael within Golis. He says, Im Rachel, The last page, Yiches, we'll read this and we'll stop. Im Rachel Had Rachel Imenu been buried in the cave, like Leah, and like Yaakov, and like Avram, Sarah, and Yitzchak, and Rivka, that would have been sort of separating the others from Klal Yisrael, that would not, we would have lost that anchor, we would have lost that ability to come back. It would have been a Dalid, but without the Yud. When Yaakov left Rachel in the road, so to speak, leaving her in Golis, not 
in that place called Gan Eden, but leaving Rachel Imenu in Golis with Klal Yisrael, Rachel Imenu who united the house of, Klal, house of Yaakov Avinu when she was alive, she is the ability to bring Klal Yisrael back. She's that Yud that turns that Dalid into a hay. She is the ability, she is the potential of Achdus of Klal Yisrael. And therefore, Rachel, she Yisrael. Rachel, who is the potential of Achdus of Klal Yisrael, is buried in Golis with Klal Yisrael. And therefore, Rachel Yumenu is the one who davens, because she is the potential to bring everyone back. She's that Yud, where all the other of us are the Dalid, and all the other of us can sort of be separated from Klal Yisrael. And without them, while they're still in the Marasamach Pela, Klal Yisrael can sort of be lost. Rachel Yumenu is that Yud that brings everyone back. She is that anchor that within Golas, gives you the opportunity to go from Gala to Ga'al. To take that hay, which is the four corners of the world, but with that Yud, that will be converted into redemption. And from the Golas itself, there is the greatest proof and the greatest opportunity of the inevitability of Ge'ula. That's what Rachel Imenu. Rachel Imenu is buried not with the other with the other Avos and Imos, but rather in the Derech, she is the, she's not buried in America, she's buried in Golas, in Eretz Yisrael. So she's in Eretz Yisrael, but she's in Golas, not with the other Avasimos, because she is the Koyach HaMa'achet. She is the potential for unity to sort of bring Klal Yisrael back. She's that Yud that is able to anchor the Dalit when Klal Yisrael dispersed to all the four corners of the world, if without Rachel Imenu, it's just a Dalit, and it gets lost in the ether, but rather she is the Yud, that makes the word gala, which is exile, but gala is the same letters, the hay and the aleph are interchangeable. And because of her koyach, she'll be converted to go from gala to ga'al, to go from exile to redemption. And at some point that hay, which is rochli menu and klal yisrael, will be converted to an aleph, and the hay in the outside of the word to be, will be to converted to an aleph in the middle of the world, to go from redemption to exile to redemption. We should see it with our own eyes. Amen. Stop here.